0: Hey friends, we're back. My name's Lena Poe, and I'm your host. Welcome to the Open Table's first bonus episode. Today's time together is gonna be a little bit different than usual. You'll hear from a few guests, but a little bit more from me than usual. I'm preparing to graduate college in just a few short weeks, and this episode is going to serve as a synthesis and synopsis of what I've learned in my years as a student at the Oklahoma Baptist University, and even more specifically what it has taught me and how I'll step into being a nurse. So it's going to get a little nursey around here today at the table. But I'm super excited to share a little bit of what the Lord has taught me and how I feel I'm equipped as I step into this next season and chapter of my life. Hopefully you enjoy this episode and can find something I say or a friend of mine says encouraging and uplifting for you in your daily life, no matter what your personal profession is. As always, thanks so much for joining in and thanks for listening. Pull up your chair as we talk about what it looks like to live intentionally in your profession for the gospel of Christ. Throughout my time at OBU, the Lord has immensely grown me in my understanding of Him, His Word, and what it looks like to live life on mission. I never imagined that I would be where I am today. Man, you guys, let me tell you, Jesus is faithful to show up. As a freshman, I never would have told you that throughout my entire college career, Christ was going to wreck me time and time and time again to grow me in specific areas so that I would understand what it looks like to have less of me and more of him. But really, I think that's what it's all about. Nursing is a career path that just like any other presents challenges, really, really high highs and really, really low lows. In this profession, we don't really play around. Because we're getting the unique opportunity to be immersed into someone's life. Right in the middle of it. One of my favorite things about the Father is that he's consistent in meeting us right where we're at. When I think about my goals of caring for people in some of their worst life moments, I want to have accomplished that. That they felt seen and heard and loved by me. I want them to see my Creator God in me. I want them to know that it's not about me, but that it's about Him. I've been really encouraged lately by the early church and their dedication to prayer and community with each other. I think that when we truly believe that Jesus is returning and not only have that as head knowledge, but also as heart knowledge, then our lives will look different. I think our daily activities and structures would look more like what do I do for others and with others so that more people can know this life altering and incredible message I have for them. As Christian nurses, we have the opportunity to step into this every day we must uphold the responsibility we took on when we chose to follow after Christ into the calling and profession of nursing. This requires something of us. It's sacrificial, and it requires a less-of-me-and-more-of-him attitude. And I'm not talking about the attitude that we just have because we know we need to, but I'm saying that the Holy Spirit is inside of us, working to provide full conviction and spur us on towards people in love. He equips us when we ask Him to equip us. Living life on mission, which every Christian in the world should be doing, is a recognition that community is vital to life and that the Lord doesn't place us in spaces to return void. He isn't a God that returns void. We need communion with the Father to have full community with others. Everything stems from this source of life in Jesus. In John 17, Jesus is interceding in prayer on behalf of his people. It's alive and active. Jesus communicates in this chapter that he wants us to have full communion with the Father, and the only way to have that is through his death. He knows he must act in obedience in order for life and fullness to be experienced by the church. He says that it's better that he go so that you can have full communion with the Father and so that the Holy Spirit can come, dwell, and cause you to act. Communion with the Father that generates and equips us for the fullness of what he has set before us and walking into situations with people every day on their hardest days. It's a gift and an opportunity to recognize and utilize our specific gifts and talents to glorify the Lord. We do this in humility, walking into it with a knowledge that we aren't perfect, we don't know everything, and that we want to do right by our patience, and that people are people and they're loved by our Creator. This knowledge that Christ is for us should spur us on to do the things that are hard and walk through the challenges that this world throws. This means that John 17 is alive and active. That Jesus' prayer before he walks to the cross to our death is that he wants us to have full communion with the Lord and that the Holy Spirit is alive and powerful inside of us. So let's get up and act like it. We're responsible for upholding the life that he has so freely given, and we have the greatest message of all. As nurses are really in any profession, we must be using our tables and life spaces to encourage, to lift up, to speak out, to empower and recognize every opportunity as one that is meant for the kingdom. I recognize the challenge that comes with all of this as well. Christ is at the center of hardship, and he's at the center of rejoicing. Life is hectic, and this world is broken. The world is no walking in the park, and caring for people isn't pretty all the time. In fact, most of the time, it isn't glamorous or encouraging. This world is infiltrated by the enemy and his lies. Satan is out to get us. He doesn't want to see the kingdom of God advance, and so he uses any traction he can get to tear you down and work to stop you from being a vessel of our living God. Time and communion with God is so important. Communion with the Father sets us up for community with each other. Challenges in life are going to arise. Challenges in nursing are going to arise. Our team members are going to think differently than us. We will have hard days and patients who are not kind. We will see cultural differences. We will be faced with death and situations of abuse and neglect, things we really don't ethically think are right, We will encounter multiple ways of thinking and understanding. And the bottom line is that this isn't easy. And it's not always going to be what we expect or the outcome we want. And that it's difficult. But as Christians in community, we have to recognize that our God is for us. He commands truth. We must remember that our feelings are valid, but they're not always true. We must rely day after day deeply on the word of God. Apart from him and his word, we have nothing. Something I've learned to do is lay out my journal and write on the left page my feelings, fears, lies, insecurities, and discouragements. And then next to it on the right page, I go searching for what Christ says about it. And I write the truth about that specific thing directly next to what I wrote on the left page. This is a tangible way I can see the faithfulness of God. It's simple and it helps me a lot. This re-centers me on truth. It points me to how I should walk as a nurse. It's guiding me back to Jesus and his hope, the hope he wants me to join him in, the worship he wants me to join the angels in. The very hope that recognizes life here, in whatever profession, but specifically as a nurse, is not found in the knowledge I can attain, the ethical decision I can make, the life-saving measure I can perform, or the care I can provide but in the substance of Christ himself, in the message that he is enough and because I'm a nurse who follows him, I do all things unto him, all things for his namesake and the people I meet, encounter, and get the gift of taking care of. That they're his people and they're in need of the news I have Hey friends, next I want you all to hear a little from some of my friends in their spaces and at different points in their nursing careers. All these people are, are ones that I love so dearly and I'm so proud to get to call my friends and people whom I get to step into the career of nursing alongside.
1: Hi, my name is Katie Palmer. I am about to graduate from OBU in May and I'll be working at Integris Baptist in Oklahoma City. On an intermediate med surge unit, which is like, I see you step down. And
2: I'm excited. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, it is. Okay. What is your best advice to a Christian nurse? How would you tell them to love well on the hard days?
2: Mm.
1: I... So, for the past couple of months, I've been working at a hospital, not as a nurse, but as a tech, but I've got to kind of be immersed in that setting and learn what it looks like to be a Christian nurse in a hospital setting. And I've also been lucky to be surrounded with nurses who are Christians and who outwardly show that in a very like real and tangible way. And so me just taking notes from them and then by personal experience, I really learned that lots of times you're the, mador- or the minority on a unit as a Christian nurse. And sometimes it makes me feel super insecure on bad days um, and just kind of like, ah, these people don't like me, and what am I doing, and I'm doing something wrong, but I have to remember that, like, this is where the Lord has placed me to be, and I can have confidence in that, and, you know, I'm being obedient to His calling, and I don't have to look for the approval of others in that, like, I can stand firm in that, and pursue the people at my workplace with that in mind, and so just having that in the back of my head, but also taking that and thinking like I am here as a hands and feet of Jesus to serve these people at their lowest of lows and Lord knows that there are people who are very hard to love that I take care of but I've just had to remind myself like I'll say little prayers on the way to work of like okay Lord like this is help me to love these people with the love that you have given me and not love that I can produce Hmm. out of my own self Hmm. like that is going to come up short and dry every time and people can see straight through that and so I don't want to I don't want to love out of my own ability. I want to love from you and for you and by you. And um, I've just learned to treat people like they're people, like they're created in the image of God. And there's nothing special about me or there's, and there's nothing like super horrible, awful about them that there needs to be a barrier there to just pursue them in love. Like the Lord has loved me in so much excess. Like, how can I live my life, especially on a unit with these people, out of that excess, if that mm. makes sense? Because, like, the Lord doesn't hold back anything from me, especially, like, in anything, in his whole character. He doesn't hold back. So why would I hold back love or care, compassion, or any of these things that I, like, exude on a day? Why would I hold that back when the Lord's given it to me in fullness? Um And that's hard to do on a hard day. But like those reminders and um, just being confident in the Lord and where He's placed me kind of keep me going and remind me that like it's all Him, it's not me. And that's good enough. Like I don't have to do anything else.
3: Hey, my name is JC. I'm about to graduate from OBU, from nursing school. I will start as a nurse at Integra Southwest on the intermediate floor, and I'm very excited. <laughs> Sweet.
0: Okay, what drives you as you walk into this profession?
3: <sighs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think initially my first thought is obviously the Lord, but when I step into the hospital, I'm obviously like immediately driven by the people that I'm getting to take care of, and I think that that's really important in this profession, but for me personally, I've gotten to see and experience just a lot of different people. I work for background information. I work as a tech on the floor that I'll be a nurse at, and I've gotten just a lot of patient interaction, and even throughout the course of nursing school, I've just gotten to see how important like not only bedside care but like just being with that person and treating them like an individual in their lowest moments is really what makes me want to come back the next day Mm -hmm. and I've even found like having the same patient assignments and that kind of thing is is special and allows me to pour into the patients a lot better but yeah I think overall just the people is what drives me to want to be a nurse and to want to come back to work and and just not not only see how they're doing physically but just invest in them emotionally and that's I think that's not something that I see a lot in nurses that I've shadowed before and Mm so walking into this profession that's something that I want to just like initially make a part of my everyday routine as a nurse is just Yeah, meeting people where they are, but like physically, but getting to know them on a much deeper level so that they feel seen and loved and just cared for. I mean, obviously, that's the whole purpose of a nurse, but there's just so much more to that, and it just makes me really excited.
4: My name is Megan. I work in the pediatric cardiovascular intensive care unit, and I work primarily with. Um, babies and kids who are born with congenital heart disease and i have been working as a nurse for about 10 months
0: what's your best advice to a christian nurse how would you tell them to love on the hard days
4: i think i think the best advice i could give to a christian nurse is to never lose sight of the fact that you are you might be the only jesus that people see in a single day and Mm -hmm you are the person who gets to walk alongside somebody in what is possibly their hardest day of their life. And so um, I just think when we think about what Jesus would want us to do and what our calling is and and who Jesus is, he is someone who meets people where they're at. And he he meets them in the middle of their hurt. And he doesn't doesn't just let that be a normal, um, everyday thing. And he doesn't treat it like, oh that's fine. He, he meets them where they're at and he validates their feelings and then he shows them a love that, um, gives them hope and and can lead them to a a better place. And so I think we have a lot of potential as Christian nurses to, to do that for people and to, Mm -hmm. to be that person that gives them hope.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's good. What would you say family-centered care looks like?
4: Family-centered care looks like fully acknowledging that the parent is the expert and that you guys are a team, and so I guess, I mean, I guess this particularly pertains to pediatrics, but um, it looks like seeing your parent for where they're at, understanding that there's a lot of emotions going through their body, um, and that they're um attitudes are not directed at you but are directed at their situation and so if you can understand um that you have the opportunity to be their ally and not just the nurse who's taking care of their child or who's taking care of their loved one you're gonna have a lot better of a day Hmm. by, by having a teammate instead of um someone who might be seen as annoying so i always say go and try to be as understanding as possible and validate your your family member's feelings so that they know that you're on their side and that you guys both want the same thing and you're working towards the same goal which is seeing their loved one feel better.
2: My name is McKinsey and I am a registered nurse at the emergency room department in St. Louis, Missouri. I've been a nurse for seven years and all my background has been in cardiology. I worked in the cath lab, electrophysiology lab, and cardiac telemetry prior to coming to the ER.
0: What's your best advice to a Christian nurse? How would you tell them to love well on the hard days?
2: Hmm. Hmm. I would begin by saying, you ha- you have got to start with Jesus time in the morning
1: mm.
2: i i cannot and i might cry i cannot do my day everyone everyone says this in their careers you can't do your day well without Jesus in the morning mm. everyone who's a christian spend time in the word and then it sets the tempo for your day you know you he- you hear those things yeah it is a completely different scenario when you're a nurse, how that sets your day. Mm. Um, most of us go into a realm that's dark, one, because there's sickness around you to begin with. Mm. So there's already, there's the curse that you see. Um. And, and the rest of it is a lot of your co-workers are not believers mm-hmm. um, so you, you might not necessarily have a team who sees the world through your lens. so you, the biggest thing that I have noticed is quite literally how well or bad my day goes despite what happens is how much time I've spent with Jesus in the morning and I'm not trying to make that sound like a legalistic thing. You know, oh, I if I would have spent 45 minutes in the morning, then my day would have been better. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm saying as long as I get in his word and I realize that before I walk into this building, oh, Jesus, I need you to be my hands. I literally need you to make them do the things they need to do before my brain even thinks them seconds can matter
3: Hmm.
2: and i i need you to know what those seconds are and i need you to make my hands do them and that dependence is a completely different dependence than a lot of other people in the workforce who go into the world thinking all right god help me I, I don't know what things they think all yeah. I'm saying is that m- my my job seconds can matter, and I need you to be my hands jesus that uh, that's that has been a prayer of mine from day one for like from the time I've graduated nursing school until now, seven years later, before I walk into this building every single day. Jesus, be my hands. And I need you to think before I think. And I need you to make my hands do what you know what to do. Hmm. You, you know the things that are wrong in their body before the lab results come back. You know the things that are wrong in their body before the imaging that we even get. Way before even the radiologist even reads those image, images. You know what's wrong. Be my hands. Yeah. Um the biggest thing is i I can't go in to this job as a Christian without spending time with him in his word mm. and that requires extra sacrifice. I wake up at four a m to start my shift at four forty at five forty five yeah. It require it, it does, yeah, it requires extra sacrifice. Um, Just as a side tip, a little freebie here, do things that stir your affections for Jesus. So I wake up at 4 a.m. because I like my milk frothed in the morning with my coffee. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do, I do, you know that. If if you like French press, if you don't like coffee, but you like matcha tea, whatever it is that stirs your affections for Jesus, it's none of those things. Say your thing is, no, I want a warm blanket in my dryer to curl up in before I read and study my Bible. You do you, girl slash boy, and do what stirs your affections for Jesus to get you to get up in the morning. Because it's hard to get up in the morning at four a.m., especially if you've already had two shifts, mm. the seven the couple of days before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're on your third shift in a row, or if you're being an overachiever nurse and you're trying to help out, and you're doing four in a row, I I mean, do what stirs your affections for Jesus that gets you up in the morning.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So we just talked about you're stirring your affections for Jesus in any way that you can before you walk into your day. Mm -hmm. How do I do that in the midst of my day as a nurse, particularly in really hard situations when Mm. there's someone, I don't know, that looks different than me and it's hard to love them, or Mm. there's... Someone who's from a different culture than me or there's someone who is, I don't know, just is different and I don't understand them or I don't have the capacity fully to understand them. How do I stir my affection for Jesus in the midst of that when I walk into that situation to be the best nurse that I can be for them?
2: Yeah so oh goodness nursing's hard and you take everybody gets sick so the wealthiest most elite get sick and the most mentally ill or most poor um physically unwell who aren't have not had anything handed to them in their life also get sick, and we have the privilege mm. of seeing them at their worst. Yeah, no one goes to the hospital at their best. Nobody, nobody. You. One of the things. One of the things that's one of my other prayers is, mm. God, don't let me grow immune to the things I see. Um, and that sounds like a really like great spiritual prayer. <laughs> it was never intended to be that. It was because as a new nurse, I realized I wasn't understanding their day. Um, whenever I, whenever they are seeing me, it's never a good day for them. Mm. So even if they are the, elite of the elite and they feel privileged to have their pillow fluffed. Yeah. And I'm saying that because I've literally have a patient who reached his hands up over his head, pushed his call light, went into his room and said, What can I help you with? And he put his hands up to his pillow and without actually doing the motion said, Can you fluff my pillow? While his hands were touching his pillow. And I remember looking at, and I I literally did. And there's, there's times where you also have to stand up for yourself a little bit and say, I'm going to fluff your pillow this time, sir. But if you're physically capable of fluffing your own pillow, I'm going to ask you to do it on your own next time. Yeah. Which is not wrong at all. It's actually completely unethical for you to continue to go into that person's room when there's someone else who is so much more sick.
3: Yeah.
2: Um so the advice that I would have to someone who can to go into this situation every single day. Um I write things on my left wrist. One because I'm right hand dominant, so it'd look awful if I wrote on my right wrist. But I write on my left wrist um, in Sharpie a lot of times. Also, where I know my watch will hide it, not because I'm ashamed, but because I just kind of need to know that it's there for myself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the phrase "Christ in me," mm. um, and it goes back to a song, "Christ in me, Christ in me, the hope of glory." Like there, there's no way I can do the things that I do without them seeing. Christ in me so I need you I need Christ in me to come out people are awful and they're mean and when they feel sick or they feel like they're not getting the best care that they deserve they can become even worse Um, if they feel privileged then they can kind of even become a little bit more worse Um, so Christ in me is the only way I can kind of go about that day so I I write that on my wrist so I would say find your pebbles I talked to Q about this actually last night Q's for those who don't know it is my husband Linus brother um yes. but David when he went to slay Goliath did not just pick up one rock and Put it in a slingshot and throw it he picked up i i want to say it was three it might have been five but he picked up well, let's just say it was three he picked up three smooth stones from the brook so i have three bible verses that i go to continually hmm. that i live in Um, that in the middle of the day when i don't have a kind patient one of the things I do is I find my pebbles and I go into war with those three verses ready at hand. Um, one of them is you've turned around this mountain long enough. You've circled around this mountain long enough head north, which for me just means get out of your own cycle, Hmm. get out of your own head. You've done this long enough. Show some kindness. Show some love. Turn north. Look to me. Mm. Look, look up. Um. That one tends to be the one that hits Goliath's temple for me. That one usually is the one that pulls me out. So that's the one I live in a lot. Yeah. So find find your stones. Keep them and abide in His Word. Would be my.
0: Two biggest things. Yeah, hmm.
2: you, you gotta live in his word. I guess it goes back to that, just keep going back to his word.
0: I'm so grateful to know those people that just shared their hearts with you for nursing. I'm so excited to walk into this career alongside them. They're my teammates that I will get to walk through it with, and we need that. There are people I confess with and people that encourage me and get me. I love them and I hope you were encouraged by their words. I know I was. I wanna end with a couple of things. I think so often it is easy to recognize truth but not believe it. We see it and yet refuse to actively live it out because it's hard and it requires something of us. I'm asking myself and others to step out of their regular and normal way of life and do that hard thing, to love and listen first, To lead with kindness, grace, and patience before all else. To step into the light the Lord has called us to. I don't want to be stagnant, and I don't want you to be either. I'm aching for the kingdom of God to be advanced. I'm so thankful for all that I've learned throughout my college experience. Whether it was a clinical, a situation with a resident, a walk around campus, time with friends, simulation, studying for a test, building relationships, etc., I could go on and on about the experiences God has given me over my time in college. But when I look back, it's so impactful, not because I've done those things or because of the things I've gotten to be a part of or accomplish, but because of the ways the Lord has prospered and made me new day after day, even when I don't deserve it, in the midst of all of those things. He is in the business of being faithful. Jesus is for you. So let's live out of that love and go before others, even when it's hard and we might not think that they deserve it. Obedience is hard, but it's necessary and so, so good. You guys, thanks so much for listening today. It was so much fun to get to do this with you. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to get to share it. I'm grateful for your patience and listening to all the nursing things if you aren't one bit interested in nurse life. I hope you heard today that you're really loved and that Christ is for you and that His love calls us to action in loving others' well. Go out and celebrate something in your life today. Much love, Lena.